Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, guys. Welcome back to a new episode of Real Wives in Radio. I'm Dorothy. I'm Tanya. And we are joined by one of the baddest women in radio that we know. Mm-hmm. Who's that? You, Tammy. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yes. It's true. Tammy keeps it so real. That's one of the things I love most about you, Tammy. Um, she is one half of John and Tammy in the mornings on uh, KSON. I'm John. <laughs> and yeah. we were just talking about your radio career, like how yeah. you got started. You've been in radio since... 1991. 1991, so 28 years, uh, February, I believe. Is 28 what, years mm-hmm. Wow. in yeah. February. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple little breaks where I tried to get out, and it sucked me back in. But even when I wasn't working in radio full-time, I was still doing part-time on the weekends. So I, I've i never not done radio in those 28 years. So it how'd just you get, wasn't always full-time. How'd you get started? So... Um, Honestly, I grew I grew up in radio. My father was an esteemed um, um, newsman at the state capitol in Madison, Wisconsin. And then he became the news director, and then he realized he had to run meetings, and that didn't last long. He hated that. He wanted to go back to being the capitol reporter. So my father covered everything political, and he traveled to all the conventions and did all that. And um, uh, I always I, – I grew up with this, like, going to, like – one time I remember um, he took me to a legislative meeting – I was like Whoa. eight, right? <laughs> eight years old? Yeah. Okay. And he's like, this is so cool because you can see things working and how it's done, you know? And back then, they're all sitting around with big cigars and all this stuff in the legislature. Wow. And he's like, isn't this just awesome? It's history. And I'm oh, like, I'm eight. I guess. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I remember him taking me to uh, the radio station he worked at. And he did news at, at two of the stations there. One was um, an AM country station, or actually it must have been three, an AM country station, a news talk station, and then the there was a top 40 station he came in and did news for, but he loved that because that's when he got to have his little fun and mm-hmm. and do all that. But I remember meeting the morning show host who came out. He's like, hey, how's it going? You know, I mean, that, that's how they talked. And right, yeah, back in and, the day. Right? The cheesy voices. And, and right, exactly. And he thought he was impressing me, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, but do you know who my dad is? So I'm not I'm not impressed by what you do. It would right. be like it would be like the president's kid being impressed by somebody who was, you know, the corporate banker. They'd be right. like, But 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 my dad's the president. So right. you know what I mean? So yeah. I was just like, whatever. And I didn't like his hey, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> you saw through liked, the cheesiness. I did. And yeah. so and and I guess because news is what I grew up in, I I, I just kinda always thought of radio that way. And so I tried to stay out of it. And my whole goal when I was in school, I wanted to be on Broadway so I could sing dance and act all at the same time which I thought was the most awesome thing ever triple threat yeah I know. right mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up believe it or not falling in love at the age of 15 and getting married when I was 17 <gasps> and I had my first daughter when I was 19 so wow. I was like I am a grown-up and I am all that yeah yeah and um so I had a million different jobs. Sometime we'll have to talk about the weird jobs I've had. That's, that's <laughs> I've heard a, some of those. That's a whole podcast in itself, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did want to go back to school. And so um, I decided to go in to business 
business school is what I wanted to do. And that was kind of my mother, too, because she's like, you'll always have something to fall back on Mm -hmm. if your man ever leaves you, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, so I did. I I was going to college for that. And in the meantime, I was always either running a bar or bartending. That was like a big part of By the way, life. Tammy makes a mean Bloody Mary. Yes, Ooh, I do. Super good. good. To know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Oh. When you're done with your clean 30, whatever it is <laughs> well, you're it's, doing. It's cool 30. Oh, for sorry. Okay. sorry. <laughs> and I've had many drinks, just oh. wine. Oh, okay. Right? Wine. All right. At yes. your house. Yes, yes. Anyway, I'll make you one. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> but I was going to school and running a bar full time. So I'd go to school um, until about one. And then this bar that I ran, I opened at two in the afternoon and closed it down at two in the morning. Oh my so, gosh, right. and, and a mom at the same time. Yeah, and and I was fortunate enough that, because um, uh, I, I was, I was divorced by then, and but my mother-in-law was my daughter's daycare, so that was a really fantastic thing. Grandma got, I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. But I was gone a lot, and I was working at this bar, and my dad came in one day, who was one of my best customers, uh, <laughs> And he said, I just don't understand why you don't want to do radio. And I said, I don't want to be responsible for what comes out of my mouth. And when you do news, you have to be 100% accurate and responsible. And at that time, I really didn't know how to control my talking. I talk a lot, (laughs) but I really didn't understand the art of a really good conversation or all of that stuff that comes with when you get a little older. But he's like, I really think you should give it a try. And so he convinced me to go to broadcasting school. What did he see in you that he thought you need to do this? Like you have to try this. You got to be in this field. Well, um, first of all, that I loved theater and I loved music and I loved performing. performing. So that was part of it. Um, also, he used to pay me twenty dollars to shut up for twenty minutes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have the that, gift of gab. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, okay. And he just he he just knew in the back of his mind. He just really felt that I would be really good at it. So. I went to broadcasting school and um, I met a guy um, and I ended up, uh, I started working in Madison, Wisconsin, started working for this oldie station. I was dubbing commercials Mm -hmm. and doing all that boring stuff. And then I got to do a couple of voice things. And the program director there said, I don't know how to tell you this, but listening to you talk on the radio is like listening to somebody scratch their fingernails down a blackboard. No. And really? He said, I, I thought you were about to say the something opposite. nice. No. The exact no. opposite. For right. sure. I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Buttery, velvet and, voice. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I, if I were you, I would really consider something else. <gasps> wow. And I was devastated. And this guy I was dating at the time was moving back to Arizona. He was also had a long career in radio. And so... I decided, you know what? I'm moving. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna leave this. I don't want anything to do with radio. I'm, I, I maybe I picked the wrong career path. I was really in love with this guy, so I thought I would try something different. And so I moved to Arizona with him. And when I got there, I had to get a job right away. Mm-hmm. And in my other jobs and everything I had done, I had worked in insurance. So I went to like a temp service and. Oh my God, that was awful. So I was working <laughs> yeah, we've in, in temp jobs, times. right, for an insurance place, which I hated. And oh my God, the, oh, so there's too many stories to get into. But anyway, <laughs> he really, he really convinced me. Tim Tyler said to me, he's like, you really need to get back into radio. This guy was a jerk, and he didn't know what he was talking about, and he needed to coach you instead of just. Th- blowing you off. You're brand new in something. Right. And so he convinced me to send out my tapes where I was supposedly so horrible. And um, Bobby Rich 
called me up. And anyone who's been in San Diego for a really long time knows who Bobby Rich was. He was part of the Rich Brothers Robin. He was on B100 here. He was a legend here Mm -hmm. in San Diego. I didn't know that. I didn't know who he was. He was just a program director. And he called me in and he sat me down and he's like, I can tell you're new and everything. He goes, but I really believe that there's something there. And he said, you really remind me of one of my earlier protégés who's now working um, in Los Angeles. And I'm like, oh, that's like, really yeah, number two market. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And he's like, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Her name is Ellen Kay. Oh. And, and I was like, I don't know who Ellen Kay is. I mean, I didn't. I mean, yeah. I, I right, just didn't time. know who she was. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but anyway, so he took me under his wing, and he's the reason I got into radio and stayed in radio, because I was ready to, to leave. And so all these years later, having different careers, moving back to Wisconsin and then back to Arizona, <laughs> I did a big love song show in Arizona and um, ended up in the newspaper because I got in trouble. <laughs> Um, what did you we do? Talk about this. Right. What happened? So um, I was doing a love song show, and on that love song show, a few of the songs we played were country at the time. Um, we had a Vince Gill song that we played, um, and uh, just a few of them. And Travis Tritt had this new song out, and um, the, I had a new boss at the time. Bobby became the operations manager, so I had a new program director. And in the one time in the song that Travis Tritt does, I can't remember the name of it. I'll, it'll come to me in a minute. But he says the word damn one time. Mm-hmm. Well, the country station in Tucson at the time refused to play anything that had a curse word in it. If it said damn at all. But they damn didn't play is it. hardly a curse word. Right? Okay. I Seriously. So they wouldn't play any songs that had the word damn in it. And Travis Tritt was supposed to be coming to town. And he found out that that station was not playing his record the station that's right. supposed to be supporting him, right? right the country right. station. And he, he canceled it. He's like, you're not playing the one song because one time I say damn and it was like, damn this broken heart or damn. Yeah. It wasn't even like, it wasn't like, like damn, damn you. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I'm like, this is so stupid. This is a perfect love song thing. And so I was telling him the story and he's like, you know what? We're going to play it. We're going to play it. And he goes, you go on. You go ahead and tell everybody in Tucson why Travis Trick canceled a show. You play the song because you think it's this great love song and we, yeah. everybody should be playing it. And I did. Well, okay. then the newspaper found out. Oh. And they called and interviewed me. And I, I'm i young. I, I don't know protocol in the old boys club that was going on mm. in radio. And I got called into a meeting and I hope they hear this uh, <laughs> yeah. because what they did was so wrong. So I got called into this meeting and I'm like, why am I in trouble? I just told the truth and the, and the oh no, she was the GR, operations manager. I don't know. The big wig was a woman and her name was Lori. And she said, um, we have a problem with what you said about the station not playing it and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you have to understand we have a gentleman's agreement to not compete. What? What does okay. that mean? No, hang on. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm in trouble. And she's like, you know, this is a broken relationship, blah, blah, blah. So I called my dad. And my dad said, she said what? Mm-hmm. I said, she said they have a gentleman's agreement that they wouldn't compete with each other. He said, Tammy, do you know that's called collusion? And then being my dad, he's like, if you don't know what that word is, go look it up and then learn how to spell it <laughs> use it in a sentence, which I is how that. I grew up with him, right? Okay. <laughs> it's called collusion. You can't do that. The whole point is to compete and give people what they yeah. want. Right, right. And um, so he said, when you go back in that meeting, I want you to use the word collusion. Uh-huh. And you watch how quickly they back off you and blah, blah, blah. So 
I'm not sure I even used it correctly, but <laughs> I went into that meeting and I said, but if you're not, that's collusion. And they're like, doink, you know, yeah. and they were like, oh yeah, okay. And it all got wiped under the table. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. that, like you brought up back in the day, there was a big boys club, gentlemen's mm-hmm. club. Do you feel like today that that still exists? I think it still does exist. And I think it really still exists when it comes to music in country. I think there are too many men making the music decisions. Mm-hmm. And mm. the reason I say that is because if they don't like something because they think it's too female, they don't want to play it. Yeah. Or, um, in my opinion, the reason Gary Allen doesn't get played a lot, uh, I heard a couple of male programmers say this. All he talks about is his broken heart and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, is if you, if you, and you'll, you can go research this when we're done, go listen to his music. Gary Allen writes a song from a female perspective. Yeah. And what's wrong with that? Thank you. Boys Club. Right? That's and what, that's why yeah. every well, woman want... in the world loves Gary Allen who knows his music because he writes, you're like, oh my God, that's typically what a girl would think or feel or say. Yeah. You know, like um, now uh, the new artist, uh, Brett Young, oh, when, yeah. he, when he says, um, um, He's very uh, hot, by the way. I'm yeah. new to country, so. Yeah. Oh, God, he's hot. Yes. Like, I didn't know how flying he was until I went to a KSO one concert yeah. and I saw him. Yes. I was like, ooh. I, I was talking about one of his songs, and I'm like, every time I played it, I'm like, that's how the girl feels. Yeah. The guy never says this. And he does it. And that's why everyone was like, oh, that song is like, yeah. it hits you right in the heart. Talking and about Mercy? Yeah. No, no, no. Not Mercy. Um, oh, because that one. Oh, dang oh, it. I can't. Talk about Amy okay. Please let everybody know that yeah. you have me right now at yeah. about my normal nap time. So um, <laughs> That's right. If yeah. you don't know. So um, I, I get really, really stupid at yeah. this time of the day. Stop. You're but fine. But I'm going to. Uh, um, um, you know, that's interesting that you say you like the guys are the ones who control it. Because, yeah. I mean, even in our own recent experience, one of, mm, how shall I say this? We weren't allowed to say boobs. Because oh, it yeah. made it yeah. made one of our managers uncomfortable, uncomfortable. and right. it's like it's it's breast cancer awareness. Everyone has boobs. Right. Women are not offended by the word boobs. Right. It's just boobs. And by the way, <laughs> male <laughs> programmer, you have boobs too. Yes. They're just different. Yeah. Uh, right. So anyway, back to the Brett Young song. It's it's the uh, like I loved you. Okay. You, you never loved me like I loved you. And it's oh, the, that's a good song, right? And when he says, "I don't want to hear you say we can still be friends," and he goes. I don't want to be friends. I mean, that's such to me, the way he says it and the way that it comes off is typically how a female mm-hmm. would feel. Mm-hmm. You know, that typically, and this isn't always true, but typically it seems a little bit easier for the guy to do the dumping than the girl. And yep. that's not always true because right. I know girls who are cold right. and whoo, they're done, they're done. Mm-hmm. But that line is just so impactful. And so I think that th- that might be some of the reason why we don't have as many female artists on the air is that they have no problem playing six guys back to back to all sound alike. Right. But they oh, I can't play Carrie Underwood next to next to uh, Mirren Morris. They're two girls. They sound alike. Oh, and it's that absolutely That used to be insane. a rule back when um, I was first starting in country. So we'll fast forward to that where I'm starting in country now. You could never, ever have a female back to back, even though they don't sound anything alike and that's but, so dumb but yeah. male it, men were okay men men men, men 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 reba man 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 martina man 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 holly dunn man 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 you could never and and Why? if you think of like yeah. if people know older country kathy matea sounds nothing like reba reba sounds nothing like martina mcbride right. or trisha right. yearwood they all have very distinct sounds yeah but yeah and on, just... on the flip side my my twin niece and nephew well because they love blake shelton's and mm-hmm. seeing how the 
voice. And, right. uh, you know, I'd be listening to country music and he'd be like, oh, is this is this Blake? I was like, no, this is Dirks. Right. Oh, is this Blake? And it, yeah. it's, it's like every guy that they hear, they just think it's Blake Shelton when yeah. it's not at all. Right. And that's kind of the yeah. same thing. I mean, yeah. there are so many talented singers, songwriters mm-hmm. that are women in country radio. Right. And it's a shame. It is a shame. And mm-hmm. a lot of the hit songs were written by women oh, yeah. that are sung oh. by men. There are so many talented female writers there. So it, it takes the the programmers to uh, change their attitude. It takes the music directors to change their attitude. And it takes the music labels to change their attitude as well. Do you think we are going in the right direction? Do you think there is some, some type of evolution? Is sure. It, Maddie okay. and Tay would have never played uh-huh. when I was in country, even though Leanne Rhymes broke through. Okay. Um, but she was an anomaly and they would have never continued with that, I don't think. Why? Because Leanne Rhymes was 13 at the time. You know, Maddie and Tay sound young. They are young, yeah, but right. they're early 20s now. Uh, but that wouldn't have happened because Why? they would have been like, they're kids, they're this, you know, wow. guy format, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Ugh. And and honestly, back then, a lot of it was the female listeners. Um, they were a little older Okay. and they didn't like to hear young women mm. on the radio. And mm. when I first started doing mornings, I was paired with a gentleman named J.D. Barber, who was a legend in our town, who had done the CHR station forever. And matter of fact, worked with my dad. When I was oh. a little kid, he used to be in my house. Oh my you know, gosh. And I got to work with him. He had moved over to the country station and did a fabulous job. But when I first started with him, he got a ton of calls from women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Who's that little girl with you? Uh, Ew, you know? yeah. haters, They didn't dude. like it. It yeah. wasn't really a women supporting no. women type or no. not like at all. Now, I mean, there's still lots of shadiness, mm-hmm. a lot of backstabbing, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, fakeness going on, but yeah. it is more of a women supporting women. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even, I when, would say. even when I came up, uh, like when I first started, I remember I was part-time on a radio station across the street from us, and it was me and another girl, and I felt like we were always competing of who's going to get that feeling spot yeah. who's gonna get that part-time spot sure. and then you would like I'm ashamed to say that I was like dude I would get pissed I would be like mad I'm like dude, why is she better than me I'm better than her and mm. and like looking back I'm ashamed and embarrassed because it should have been in time when we came together but like yo girl you got this like yeah. we mm-hmm. are good we're we're two young women yeah. in our radio station filled with guys we yeah. should be uplifting and supporting each other instead of trying to take each other out yeah so you know? th- that's funny you brought that up because I kind of skipped over a part <laughs> it's hard uh I skipped <laughs> over a part where I forgot my first on-air job. Um, I actually shared with another female, Sue Peterson, who who went to work in Madison for a long, long time, and I loved her, and we ended up becoming best friends. Wow. So it was a woman programmer, huh? and it was kind of a rock AC format, and she's like, I love you both, and I don't know who to hire. She goes, so I'd like to offer it to you both if you would trade off each weekend just so that you can, and and we did. And we had met each other in broadcasting school. She was about 10 years older than me. And she walked in, I remember when she walked into the classroom, she looked, you could see her face like, ugh, because like everybody's 18. (laughs) And and I at least was 23, you know? And so she's like, oh, I'd be her friend. And so we did, we went for the same job. We shared our first job together and we had a female program director who did that, who gave us so both cool. that shot and then Sue and I moved in together and we lived together for a very long time we're Aww, great friends yeah, I love that. yeah. So cool. but we support each other it was like we, right. neither one of us was gonna go no I want it right and, you know it was yeah part-time overnight Saturday nights you know right, so right we just wanted a chance yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's for sure because sometimes mm-hmm. I mean I do feel like women a lot of the times are pitted against each other yeah. oh sure they are yeah. it's know? easy to do it totally mm-hmm. is right. yeah. it is yeah but it doesn't it definitely doesn't feel like I do I do feel like years ago it did feel like that with some mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. or 
you just questioned it, but now it does feel more like we have each other here yeah. at work. Like oh, the for women sure. have each well, other. Especially here right. at Adacom San Diego. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Are you kidding? Well, look at our show. Yeah. John's the lone guy. And, yeah. and sometimes he's the girl and I'm the guy. But, you know, but that's yeah. totally true. And true. and we're very supportive of each other because yeah. you have to be. You have to. We you need it be. more than everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we just, we just, it, there could never be enough yeah. support, I how don't did, think. How did you and John become a team? Um, so it was another time I was trying to leave radio um, <laughs> and uh, I was doing part time. I was working from home for MediaBase. So back in the day, MediaBase, before all the technology was here, it was an actual person with headphones on listening to uh, eight seconds of audio every two minutes of a radio station. You transcribe what they were playing. What? The song, that the title, insane. the commercials. So... When it's not 2.30 in the afternoon, I'm really good at picking out a song with just eight seconds of audio because I did that for, yeah, for yeah, almost two so years. Long, yeah. So yeah, that's what I did. So I had primarily East Coast stations. So yeah, I would listen and that's what I would do, sit and transcribe. And I was working part-time and um, the, there were some changes at the country station there and a guy who used to be our promotions director back when I worked at Q106. So his name is Mark, and and him and I always got along. And I used to go into his office every day, and I would say, Mark, would you please be my boss? Because our boss at the time got on everybody's nerves. And he's (laughs) like, Tammy, if I'm ever in the position to be your boss, you know I'll be your boss. I'm like, I love you. He's like, I love you too. He was just a sweet guy, very sweet guy, and I just loved him. He was super fun. And then one day he called me up, and he's like, hey, you want to go have lunch? I'm like, Mark, I haven't talked to you in forever. And he's like, yeah, I want uh, let's catch up. So I went to lunch with him, and he's asked how I was doing with Media Base. And I said, it's good, except the kids don't quite understand that when mom's working at home, she's working at home doesn't mean just one thing. Hey, mom, just mom, mom, <laughs> mom, mom. I'm working, but just one. But no, wait, just two things. I need two things. Connor's touching me. And number two, can I have a snack? I mean, it was constant. Because they just saw me in front of a computer. They right. didn't understand right. that was work right. right mom uh, just one thing uh anyway so he i told him it was great you know and it, w- it was working out well because at that time then with our my second marriage and our blended family we had five kids in the house oh so, wow yeah it was crazy full house yeah very full house and uh so he said well i just want to ask you something he said remember how you used to always ask me if i would be your boss and i said oh yeah i love that blah, blah, blah. and he's like can i be your boss and i'm what? like what and he's like i got this guy and he goes, I don't know what it is, but something in my gut says the two of you would be awesome together. <gasps> wow. I've never right? heard this before. Now, I love this. Now, I wasn't putting a little bit of it together because he actually had heard a little bit of us together before he became the program director because my sister, <clears throat> my little sister Robin, followed in, her, in dad's footsteps and she became news director and news person too. So she worked at this same station and she needed someone to fill in for her for two days and she called me up and I'm like Robin you know I don't do news that's my thing I hate doing news you know blah 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 I don't want to do it and she's like please I don't have anybody so I agreed and so I came in and I did news for the rock station and I did news for the country station and there was this morning show uh, called Flint Stone it was John Flint and Michelle Stone and uh, I came in and I'm doing the news and this Flint guy and I were like you know Yapping and just we just had this Bantering. great little banter and this yeah. fun time, and I watched her cross her arms. Oh, she knew her job uh-huh. was about uh-huh. to be gone. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and, and, felt that and chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. She backed to the corner of the room, and I'm like, "Dang, did I offend her?" I mean, right. that's what I was thinking. Right, did I yeah. say something? Is she like, "Why is she mad at me?" And, 
why doesn't she like me? I'm a nice person. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not thinking what she was really thinking. So Mark had heard those times I was in with John and he just, he heard it. He yeah. knew. And it was so funny because if you ask wow. John the story, he talks about chasing me out in the parking lot going, would you come back tomorrow? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Because they didn't get yes. along and oh. their chemistry was terrible and their show was doing really bad. And he had got called in for a meeting and he thought, well, that's it. Mm. Here it goes. I'm fired. Yeah. They fired her and kept him. And that was 17 years ago? 18 years 18. ago. 18. Wow. You guys have been together as a young adult for, I mean, if you had yeah. a kid, you'd have an 18 year old. Yeah. <laughs> and working together with a host or a co host, two co hosts together yeah. on the morning show is like a marriage. It is. It totally. It is. Very is. much like a marriage. Totally is. And Tani's heard our married fights. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, mom and dad, yeah. stop. <laughs> you make me cry. I'm so nervous. This this uh, July, it'll be 19 years. This coming wow. July. Yeah. Oh, that is a huge, Tammy. Yeah. Huge. We started on July 17th of 2000. And and um, yeah, there wow. you go. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. now here you are. Right. When did you make the move to San Diego? Uh, 2011. Okay. In in June of 2011. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So such a solid partnership yeah. you and, and John have. That's, it's honestly, it's super rare, I yeah. think, to be Very. together for that long and to have. Oh, it is rare. And to honestly have an equal partnership because I feel like you and John really do. Oh, we have to have an equal partnership. That just wouldn't fly. Otherwise, they tried in the beginning when we first worked together. Um, there were some changes and and uh, they were paying me less, I found out, and I was like, okay. Mm. And then they're like, well, we can't justify giving you more money, so you're going to be the promotions director too. What? Mm. Yeah. And you but you and John are doing the exact same job. Yeah. But because wow. you're a woman, yeah. they're gonna add more yeah. responsibility. And it was well, he was here first before you. I said, I worked at this station way before he did. I right? have a history with this radio station. And their answer was not with us. Oh. That not with sense. us. That was the old company. So anyway, so it was very frustrating. And and we John was upset about it as well. And he went to bat. And we demanded that we be paid equally. We also demanded more money when we found out because we just we just didn't know. And here's something that you need to know if you're in radio. Go find out what sales are. Go find out what ratings mean. Go find out what your value is mm-hmm. because most people don't know. Mm-hmm. And we found out and we're like, you are so underpaying us. They They had our salaries paid in like, seven working days or something Are like you that. Serious? Yeah. It was ridiculous. And we had no idea how underpaid we were. So we went to them and we made this offer and they're like, whatever. And across the street was another radio company who called us up and they're like, okay, meet us in the park and I'm wearing, you know, the black fedora. It was were like Were you guys that. under contract at the time? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh God, I can't even remember. To be honest with you, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, we really want you and we think you're really talented. We know your value and we will pay you twice as much. Wow. Yes. Equally. Yes. Equally. Twice as yes. much. That's what I'm talking and, about. And so we're like, we're not going to go work for them. All right. We'll just go and tell everybody what we'll tell them what they came. So we came with their offer okay. and they said, no, here's our counter offer. John, you get nothing. Uh, Tammy, you get no raise, but we'll give you an opportunity to make an, a $3,000 bonus if you do 29 unpaid appearances. <gasps> get the F out of here. Are, Are you, you freaking serious? serious? And I, the- I looked at him. I go, why? So I can do 28 and you yeah. don't have to pay me? Yeah. Yes. Oh. And I looked at them and he said, I'm sorry, you're never going to make the same money as John. And I'm just like, I so had a lawsuit right there, but Absolutely. I just, I just didn't even, I just was dumbfounded. I couldn't believe it. And this wasn't my boss. This was the big yeah. boss. Yeah. Right. It was just so frustrating. So we called up 
Hey, remember when we went in the parking lot? Yeah. <laughs> and we went over there. They we had a non oh, we must have had a contract because we had a non compete. We sat at home for six months. They paid us to stay home, the wow. new company. Wow. And we went to work on November seventeenth mm. <laughs> yeah. of two thousand six. And uh, that's what got us on this path. So as bad as it was there, all those bad things that happened had to happen for us to get here. Yeah. And then getting here, we learned and we grew and we did more and we built relationships. And and here was a little station that they were paying me uh, a lot more. And I, I did, it was, there was hardly a staff. So I became the music director, but I, I volunteered to do that. I wanted to get the relationship with yeah. the artists and labels and all that. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really liked scheduling music and, and really scheduling it, not just, Playing, right, caring right, about your button, right, right. like a, like a lot of music directors do. They just hit schedule, uh-huh. yeah, and they just let yeah. it go. And mm, <laughs> yeah, it's so lazy. You can't call yourself a music director if you do that. You're a button you pusher. Yeah. You're no. a button pusher. But anyway, so I really got into that. And so John and I learned a lot. We established a lot. We established relationships. And then that situation, um, we we were trying for a job in Nashville that we thought we'd be able to go to Nashville and stay in Madison. They would simulcast us because the audience there would totally accept us being in Nashville. That's their town for their music. And we'd been there, you know, for 10 years now. Uh, but that fell through and we were so disappointed. But there was a reason that fell through because someone purposely didn't hire us because he knew what was coming down the line for morning shows with this company. Oh, They were all getting booted for one show that was going to be syndicated. So he didn't hire us on purpose because he knew we'd be blown out. Oh, well, that's good looking then. That's a good Good guy, right? Good guy. Good looking out. And then in the meantime, there was other people here on the West Coast who were looking, so that pushed us then into this situation. Into San Diego. And Mm -hmm. here you are, I know. So again, the reason I bring that up is there's so many times when you're like in a bad situation, whether it's radio or any job, and you're like, this is so horrible. I have to do something. Right? right. No, you never change anything until it becomes too painful that you can't stand it anymore. Right. And so the bad things led to the next good mm-hmm. thing, right? And then that good thing led to here. We would have never been here had this not started first. Yeah. Right. Right. And, yeah. yeah. So you things know? happen for a reason. You You're are a right. true testament of that yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely. I remember when John was, oh my God, one of the guys at the old station that, that we left that was underpaying us, he was so livid, so livid that John would leave and for to what? Make some statement that you're going to make the same amount of money? And John's like, I have two daughters. Absolutely. What kind of a father am I? Wow! If I were to say, "Well, sorry, you're you valued. Know. You're not as yeah. valued as a man is." <laughs> let's give let's give John some love. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because we were nervous. We were nervous because we're like, uh, "Okay, this isn't going the way we thought it would." You know, we were yeah. very nervous. But yeah, he's he like, "I can't find... be a father of two daughters and and stand by that attitude." You know, because yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guarantee you, you will not find any. But like, there's maybe one percent of other guys in radio that would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to, I, to make I'd sure. To fight for equal pay, I'd yeah. never heard of that. I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen it. I mean, if if you don't know, I don't know if I've mentioned it on on the podcast yet. But I am John and Tammy's associate producer, and I remember first coming in, I was shocked. I would leave every day calling JJ, my husband, and just telling him like, and this happens, and they do things together, and they they have so much chemistry, but then they also fight like everybody else. But then they do and then they get in a big fight, and the next thing you know, they're hugging. I don't understand no, it. No, it's like it's so. It was like one of the things that rocked my world when I first started working with you guys. And I know I've already told you this, but the, their chemistry amazing. Yeah. Not only that, their loyalty towards each other, the the amount of work that they do is like truly even. You know, it's just. 
I love seeing it. But then you guys fight like normal people too, yeah. and I love that. But right. then you come back from it because yeah. the trust is there. You have to. You, yeah. And I love. Well, that's have to. what I I love. Yeah, and and I learned that if I'm mad, I just need to let it out because I used to hold it in and then you just lose it. John will tell you about the time I threw a Sharpie at his head. No, a, a highlighter. Because I'd gotten so mad. We're not laughing. We're not laughing. Yeah, no. And I think I might have even thrown headphones at him, which is not right. No, right. no, no. But no, no, it's right. because I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And then finally one little thing made me snap and, and all of that anger from everything. So now I'm like, if I'm mad, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. And then we go, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. sometimes and we look. done. Jess and Tony are like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I I'm going to call her now. Uh, but, but then we come back. Mom and Dad are fighting. Mom yeah. and Dad are fighting. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's good. I love I love watching your relationship. It's it's awesome. And 17 years is so many years to be together and still be 18. so... 18, yeah. 18. 18. 18. 18. And to still be talking to, us, to each other and genuinely yeah. like each other. Yeah. And that's another yeah. thing. There's a lot of morning shows. They aren't friends outside no. of work. Yeah. And, and we are. Yeah. You know? You guys are family. Yeah. And you feel that. For sure. And you feel that. And that's why that's why people love you. And that's why you are at the top, Tammy. You and John, both the way you guys work. It's it's just it's hard work that has paid off. Yeah. And we have worked hard. You have worked so hard. And you still continue to work hard. Yeah. Let me just say that. They are no divas as they probably could get away with. You know what I mean? You the way you guys what you guys do here and and you know, the ratings. Of course, uh, the yeah. girls didn't tell you that I made them carry me up because I wasn't <laughs> going to come up all by myself this late in the afternoon. And Dorothy's fanning me. Okay. I'm feeding her grapes right yeah, now. You exactly. Guys. Exactly. Yeah. No, you guys have zero diva uh, yeah. attitudes and just pure warmth and acceptance. And yeah. it's it just creates a really good environment here right. because it could be a different way. You know what I mean? The way... You guys could be divas, and we could all be afraid of you, and we could all like you know. I've never understood that though. I don't know. I've never understood that. There's a there's a difference between knowing your worth Mm -hmm. and going. No, I'm not going to do that because there's absolutely no reason I should be doing that, right? Or it should be no. I know my worth, so I should be getting this because I work hard, and that's what I deserve. Right. And I think sometimes there are people like that that people call them a diva, but they're not being a diva. They're just they're knowing their value exactly, and they work hard for it. Yeah. Um, the, the true divas, it's like, oh, Lord. I'm eating an egg salad sandwich out of the machine right now. That's what I'm having for lunch. I don't think that there's anything diva about that. Absolutely so. not. Tanya, I asked for a flame of yawn. That's why we love you. I did want you to share something. You had talked about it really quick, and I was like, save it for the podcast. You had mentioned um, asking for a raise oh. and, and some mm-hmm. pushback that you got on that. I'm sure yeah. maybe several times, but this story really stuck right. out to me. Besides the whole not getting paid the same and no you right. have to do extra work to actually even not still not make what what he did no it was when um i was pregnant with my daughter morgan um my second to last child and at the time um i went to my boss because i would have made better money for the family working full-time than my husband at the time and he we decided that you know what he would stay home in the morning and middle of the day mm-hmm. and then we didn't have to pay for daycare because sometimes having a f- another full-time job is almost what daycare costs. Yeah. Yes, and, absolutely. Yes. Right? There's yeah. a lot of people don't realize that but then yeah, when they figure expensive. out that, why am I doing this? I right. could be home. Right. I, I'm not making any more money. So, um, in, in trying to get daycare if you're doing a morning show, 
is almost impossible. Yeah. Right. Right? Yes. Who's going to be at your house at 3 a.m.? Right. right. Exactly. Kids when you exactly. Yeah. It's not going to happen unless yeah. you have a family member or someone who lives there or right. a nanny. Certainly couldn't afford a nanny. Anyway, um, so I went to my boss and I said, I'm going to have a baby and we've decided this. So I'd like to ask for a raise. I've never asked for a raise and I would like one. And he said, well, I didn't ask you to get pregnant. And oh, I looked at it right away. It yeah. was to hit you with something to make you feel bad. Oh yeah, right. Oh. And because you're a female, and and I was oh. younger. I wasn't that young, but I was still younger. I was under thirty. Yeah. And I hadn't dealt with all of those big pushes and pulls when somebody tries to intimidate you. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of put me on edge. And I said, but here, here's what's going to happen. You know, Kurt is going to stay home and he's like, I don't understand. I still don't understand why your husband doesn't have a full-time job. That doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, wow. he's a stay-at-home dad. There, this is going to be four kids now and he's the one who's going to take them to school, take them to the doctors, take them to the dentist, make sure that they have everything that they need like a, ma, a stay-at-home mom would do exactly. except that he's exactly. male. Right. That's really the only difference. So Exactly. So what's the problem? And the, oh my God, the, the looks. I, my husband used to get... Just snarky little smarmy faces from people. Oh, a stay-at-home dad. You know? Can you imagine if you said that to a... Oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. Right. Although there's some women who do that, but we don't need to talk about them. But that's rare. Yes. But dads got... I mean, stay-at-home dads, they just got so much crap. When when they made that decision, people would be like, the man should always make more. The man Uh, should always blah, blah, blah. The gender rules. It's so stupid. And I am so thankful that he did that. Mm. Oh, my God. My kids had their dad in the, you know, to do all these things. And, and I never had to worry if they got, had to come home early from school or do anything. The one thing I missed was taking them to school. Yeah. yeah. But I got to do that that six month when I had to sit oh, on my nose. Yeah, there you go. Not only did yeah. I sit on my deck and kind of get a little fat, um, <laughs> my husband had to have back surgery, so I was able to be home with him, wow. and I got to take my kids to school for the very first time on, on the first day of school. Aww. So that wow. six months off bought more than just that time to wait. You know, anyway. That. So yeah, so yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. And by the time I left the room, I was crying and I felt stupid for crying, but I didn't know how to stop it. I hadn't learned my power. I hadn't mm. learned any of that. And that person knew it. And they totally just they used it. Yeah. They used it. So I mean, you've negotiated your own contracts before. Mm-hmm. I did it for the first time recently and I didn't know. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. I just wanted to be like, hey, I know my worth. This mm-hmm. is what I, I believe I deserve. I work hard. But I, mm-hmm. I mean, I still felt like I got pushed back on that. Yeah. I mean, what? Oh, sure you do. You always will. You never start at what you'll make. Yeah. So- you always got to go way past that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's going to come. It's just like making a deal on anything. Just like when like when you're selling a house. Right. You know in your heart what you'd let it go for. But you right. never go to that person. Okay, 100%. I will sell it for this. Buy it right now. Because they're not going to do that. They're going right. to go yeah. back down. So you have to start way over here. So what would you? What would be your advice for women in, in any industry trying to, to negotiate their own salary? Well, the first thing is you got to get a couple of books to read. And I believe one is called The Art of the Deal. And there's a couple of things. If you just look at and just Google search it, you know, the best part, I'm going into a negotiation for a salary. And there's tons of them. And you got to read it. And then you have to practice it with yourself. And you have to, you have to find a way. And and some people will say I'm being sexist, but we are usually the ones who get emotional more. Yes, yeah. And because that's the, that's the part of the species we are. We're the nurturers, right? Mm-hmm. Where the men are the strong protectors. We're the nurturers. And so with that nurturing comes a bigger, a, a bigger emotion quotient, I right. guess, is what it would be. And you kind of have to learn yourself. What are your triggers that make you get upset that you True. can't turn it off? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You know, tell me, tell me how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking will 
make me livid. I'm just like, you don't know what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling because you're not me. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to find out those triggers. And and the one who talks the least is the winner. Yeah. I, I did learn that. The one who talks the least is the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because it's like, I, I, I got that advice too, is, you know, let them do all the talking and don't interrupt because they'll, they'll you know, you'll go back and forth getting cut mm. off and all that stuff because because then they don't know what you're like. What you're thinking. Exactly. What you're thinking, what's going uh, on. You don't give away your hand. Mm-mm. You know? Okay. okay. But think about it. Um, Think about, gosh, I'm, who I'm is doing ever, it all wrong. Right. Well, who's ever been convinced by somebody saying, but, but, I, 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 I. Exactly. And think about like even yeah, an argument with your spouse true. or a disagreement with your spouse or significant other. The person who's doing the most yapping is usually the one who's wrong. Mm, yeah. Right? You know true, what I mean? True. And that's totally true. Yeah. And so you have to learn how to just sit back and listen. And it can be very, very hard. And especially when you get that awkward silence, you're like. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you're uncomfortable. But you have to learn your exits then. You have to learn how to say. Thank you. I'm going to take that into consideration or thank you. I will sit on that or thank you. I will come yeah. back with something. You never make your decision right there. Yeah. Ever. Oh, okay. Yes. Never, never, never. So uh, the person who talks the least is, is the is winner. The winner. Mm-hmm. Never make your decision right, right then there and there. The Unless, oh, of course, they look at you and for some reason they're like, congratulations, <laughs> sure, <yeah>. Publishers <laughs> Clearinghouse. <laughs> okay, then you take that. Tonya. But okay, other than that, okay. no. Yeah. Okay. Also, overshoot. Right, you yeah, always, always want to overshoot because they 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 they're always going to come down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to. It's it's a negotiation, just like selling a house. Yeah. So if you put that in your brain, it becomes less personal. Yeah. I'm selling my house right now. Yeah. So what is my house worth? Right. What what am I going to settle for? What will I say? I will sell this house to you for this. Then it takes you out of it because now it's a thing, right? The house right. is a thing instead of you. Right. And if you could, that really helps taking the emotion out of it. Right. Yeah. Gosh. You know, yeah. and then you get farther along and then you can hire someone to do that for you. But that's not something I would ever suggest anybody do in the beginning. Right. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's. And I would assume that something like this, negotiating and, you know, learning to get what you want and what you're worth and all that. I assume that's also very rewarding as a woman. Too, sure. You know what I mean? To Absolutely. step into your power and, right. and find your voice and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. So. Yeah. God. I really need to master the not getting emotional thing. It's I know hard. It's, me. But you guys hard. know me. Yeah. You guys know me. But I mean. you're 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 just by nature emotional. Yeah. So yeah. you have to find ways, like I said, to make it not personal. Again, all right, it's a house now, not not me. Right. And my job. Right. Not yeah. yeah. Make it not personal. What was the name? The because name it never of- is when they're negotiating. It's never personal. Right. But but a good one will know how to poke and push your buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. It's what was crazy. the name of that book? Uh, the 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 art of the deal. The art of a deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Good yeah. to know. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. We know that uh, women in radio uh, are vastly underpaid. Women <laughs> in general, right? Yeah. But, but we we know for sure in radio. Yeah. I t- so underpaid. I took this yeah. anonymous uh, survey. I mean, last year one of our mm-hmm. other coworkers did it, and the yep. results were shocking. Yeah. How how little women get paid, especially in large markets, because the majority yeah. of it was from you know larger major markets, mm-hmm. meaning, uh, you know, like top twenty. With San Diego is a top twenty market right. Right, for sure. Yeah. So like, okay, here here's the base salary is twenty five to forty five thousand dollars. That's the majority of what the the mm-hmm. women that were surveyed, and that's a hundred right. of them. Right. It's crazy, and there is twenty five to 45 and this is major markets uh, these are large, market, market. large market yeah. large to major markets and it's mm-hmm. like you can't even live no. on $45,000 alone in mm-hmm. San Diego period oh, right. oh my god you know yeah. and and the small percentage there's like 
a very small, small amount that make right. over $200,000 a year as yeah. your base salary. So this right. is just what you're getting paid, not including your endorsement deals, which yeah. you get paid off of sales and all that stuff. Right. Wow. It's insane. And wow. it's, it's sad because I would love to see the comparison of guys in radio. The, and there would be guys here in the low range, too. Sure. Uh, there certainly would. But the bottom, the, the higher would be a lot bigger bar graph. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, because wow. there's no way that a, a guy who's had 10 plus years of radio mm-hmm. experience would get paid that little. Yeah. Uh, no way. My gosh. No way. All that's we can, all right. We're changing it. We, we are. are. You know? We are. This podcast alone is like... <laughs> and that's the thing. Because I'm so woke right now, Tammy. You have no idea. Well, like, and, it, and it's... And it, as long as people don't sit on their butts and complain and don't do anything. Right. Yeah. And and you see that a lot in the part-time work. Um, God, we have the best part-timers. I've do. never heard anyone complain. Mm-hmm. But I've worked with them, and I was one at one point. I was a part-timer. That's how I started. I yeah. did every other Saturday overnight. Okay? Yeah. I mean, you can't yeah. get more part-time than yeah. that. But you would hear people just like, me, and me, and me. And you're like, well, why are you here then? Yeah. Right. Make it work for you. Find a way. Do something about it. Right. Change it. And by the way, if you keep talking like that, no, you'll never get a full-time job. Right. No, <laughs> Nobody true. wants to be around it's you. That's true. At so, some point, yeah. that fire's got to get right. lit. So I don't want do people to think that that it's a wine session here because it's not. No. Absolutely not. It's it's understanding and learning how to, all right, this is what I am. This is what I'm worth and this is what I'm going to do. Right. I think that was the biggest lesson for me was learning my worth, mm-hmm. like knowing my value and mm-hmm. how much I'm worth. Right. You know? You're worth a lot. Oh, I Dorothy. love you, Tammy. You are. <laughs> we all are. Honestly, we all are. We all are. Yeah, but it, yeah. you're right. It just takes some time mm-hmm. to really learn that. But I, I hope for others, it takes less time. You know yes. what I mean? Like I yep. hope like you can take that that uh, ladder straight to that. Like, yeah. well, it already just, will. You know? Just because a look at we would have never seen this conversation of Happen. women in yeah. a room. T- 10 years ago right. because the female opening jobs were so small mm-hmm. they were all fighting for that yeah. you know and and thank goodness that's changed a lot and now the ones like us who are upholding the other and helping the other yeah. that's only going to make another group of women even better right yeah. right so. you're right absolutely yep. Tammy, thank you so much for joining us and You're sharing welcome. your story and motivating us, yeah. inspiring us, uh, just teaching us. I know. All of it. All of the we above. Love you, well, I, thank you for, for inviting me. And I'm sorry course. I was a little dense in a couple spots. No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop it. I like realized you skipped over a whole part, Tammy. You skipped over the whole part about working with Sue. You forgot about that. You know, there's a million things. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I do have some questions for you because okay. if you don't know, obviously we're the real wives in mm-hmm. radio. We we made that name based off of the real Housewives, yeah, and we are big fans, and I know you are too. I am. Okay, so question for you. Okay, least favorite housewife. Uh, let's see, least favorite. Well, I think Danielle Staub d- doesn't belong there <laughs> at all. Is she a real housewife? I can't. Uh, think, I can't she's she's she a part time right? part time okay. cast. She's like a Marlo. Cast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like Marlo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth on her. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like, God, I really like you too. Yes. No. And the next time I'm like, what? No. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. back and forth, too, more now than ever. Right. No, I don't like her. You don't like her. No, okay. I don't like Marlo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just don't. All right, I'm tr- and I'm trying to go through in my head. Give me give me a season so All I right. can. Or New, York. A, New York. New York. Okay, Beverly so Hills, who don't Atlanta. I like in New York? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I, you know who I would say? Dorit from Beverly Hills. I think she might be my least favorite. You don't like Dorit? No, I, I don't either, actually. I hate I think her. she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's, she's obnoxious. She's obnoxious. Yeah, she no, obnoxious. she is the diva. 
Yeah. She's Ugh. a diva. With, with no room you're... to be a diva. Right. Yeah, right. I, know, I'm I can't. Like, you just it... found out like two seasons ago. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so on the New Jersey, uh-huh. this new girl, Jennifer, oh, she is such a two faced person. Bye. She just Bye. said about when they bought that necklace, that's yeah. ugly because they didn't yes. buy it from her brother. Yes. Yeah. And then when, um, what's her face said, your lips look like a monkey's asshole. Oh. She's like, what? No one you kissed. <laughs> and she gets so mad. And she's she like, she talked great. about me personally. It hurt my feelings. I'm like, you just turned to somebody else she's- and said their gift was ugly she's a monster like yeah she i don't like she scares me a little bit yeah. you know what i mean like she's uh, like don't please don't give her any tequila please i watched her husband and i think he's uh, a little afraid of her too do you watch him he's always like this yeah uh-huh. he's terrified look terrified. he's always like i think he's scared to death yeah he's like uh-huh because uh-huh. he's like, you spoil the kids. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about your favorite housewife? Um, I love Dorinda Medley. Okay. I love her. She talks with her hands like yeah. this. That's right, right, right. Um, I, I really clip. like... Yeah, <laughs> clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, on New Jersey, I really like the new girl. Uh, oh, with the uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh, I no, really, no, 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 not Jennifer. Sorry. Jennifer's um, the one we hate, remember? Jennifer's the one we hate. What's the blonde girl's name? What is her name? Jackie. 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 I really like her. And I really like who Melissa, how she's become. I really like her now. I I really like her. Um, I've always liked Candy Burris on Atlanta. Yes. Candy is Steven's favorite, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I like the new housewife they added, um, Dupree's wife. Oh. um, I like her, too. uh, On Atlanta. Yeah. I can't Tanya? Name. Ta- no, not no, Tanya. Shamari? Shamari. Shamari. I like Shamari too. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. she's funny. Yeah. She's funny, but but yeah, I like her too. I she's like not, her too. She's not a, she doesn't seem like a bad person. Right, exactly. She seems very real. Right. Fair. Right. Yeah. 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 Um Orange County, I'm kind of annoyed with all of them. Aww. So it's like I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um and in, for Beverly Hills, um uh, I always have liked Kyle. Yeah, I think uh, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, OG, uh, all star. Yeah, sure. for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, so, and I and I liked uh, Elaine too. Oh yeah, uh, I wish Young she was. Yeah, I wish she was still on oh, there, but yeah. she's not. But I she really liked good. her. Yeah. Smart. Spirit, you know what I mean. Yes. But you know what I realized? You can't be a really nice person on that show and last. Yeah, that's no. true. You have to. You have to. Nobody be... likes you if you're too uh, nice. That makes me so sad because it goes against everything we I believe like, in. You'd be booted t- off the first Absolutely. season, Tanya. No, 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 no. I have another, Tanya, I have another side. Tanya would not. Tanya would make it a couple behind. seasons. Yeah. Come from behind. She would make a couple Snap seasons. She's got a little Nini in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Nini too. I like Nini too. I love Nini. Yeah, one hundred. Which makes me really sad because Teddy was. She's such a nice person. Teddy's I'm gonna like, be please gone don't soon. change the season. Please don't change. Oh, I like Teddy too. I, like I know, but I think she's too nice. Yeah. I think she's too nice and she like when the ladies would come for her she would just like Erica when Erica would say something back yeah. to her yeah. she just would burst into tears yeah. and like right. she's too nice maybe right. not this season maybe this season she'll find her voice step right. into her power I, I think Erica would like her better if she stood up for herself yeah yeah that's what, I that's like what she Erica said too. I think yeah. I like Erica, Erica too Jane. Erica Jean is kind of like a little bit of your of your alter ego too mystical, mystical tears, tears. Yeah. right yeah. Where, because I think Erica Jean when <laughs> she's that. not the puss when, the yeah puss. right when she's not being Erica Jane, I think yeah. she's a really soft, wounded yeah. human. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. You can see that. You can oh, see it's that coming back, you guys. I know. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills coming back. The trailer right. for New York just came out. Oh, Ooh, my God. I'm ready. Oh my, I know. I'm oh, ready. my God, New York. Can we handle it? Can we handle it? I used we to like Bethany. Last season, I didn't she like would, her no. as much. I mean, I think they all go through that because Lisa yeah. Vanderpump went through that where yeah. you loved her and then the season, everybody hated her. What happened to you? Yeah. Everybody's about to hate Lisa again. Now she's leaving. I know. Yeah. She doesn't need it. She's the richest one of the bunch, by the way. It's true. That's true.
jizz. Yeah. Go through and read that. You'll be shocked at some of them who are the richest ones and who is not. I was shocked. Really? Lisa's number one. Huh. Yeah. All the restaurants. Yeah. And yeah. The, Al Hurst spent off her rosé, her wine, yeah. yep. uh, her Vanderpump other, rules. Vanderpump rules. And she's yeah. been doing restaurants forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her yeah. husband yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't think she really needs it. No. Needs to do the show. No, you know? it was a hobby for she sure. Was, she, was wanted, she was an actress, you know, when she was younger. That's so right. She gets to act in here, too. That's Because yeah. they do. We know that. And we can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well... Thank you again, Tammy. Tammy, where can we follow you? Uh, like on home? social media, like a, like, like a creeper or what? <laughs> on social media, your address, please. Your address. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at San Diego Tam at San Diego Tam for Instagram. Uh-huh. Also Instagram at John and Tammy to follow okay. the show. To yeah. follow the show. Thank you. Yeah. John's yeah. a real one. Shout yeah. out to John again. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to John. Yes. Oh yes. John. 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 <laughs> now, now he said it's gonna get way too big. Yeah. 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 Dorothy <laughs> at Dorothy on air, and I'm at I'm Tanya Gonzalez, and we. We are the, the Real Wives in Radio. Radio. Thanks, Yay. Tammy. <laughs> Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.